Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero, the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash locked on for 300% back on your first play. I am James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we are doing over at BucksNation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. We'd like to welcome in all of our new and returning listeners. If you're new to the show, please subscribe, leave a five-star review. It helps other Buccaneers fans find us. Plenty of stuff to talk about here today, James, as we wrap up the week and get our listeners and ourselves into the weekend. Uh, and we're going to start off, though, with a little bit of information from ESPN. And, and of course, it's subjective information, but it's a ranking. And it's ESPN's Bill Barnwell saying that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had the best offseason of all 32 NFL teams and, and of course Tampa Bay Buccaneers fans would probably agree with that I think you and I probably agree with that but I thought it was significant because what's the biggest complaint that that Buccaneers fans Buccaneers media the Buccaneers themselves sometimes have about their stature within the National Football League is that they don't get enough credit on the national scene right so this is kind of a you know a little bit there's been a little bit more obviously winning Super Bowl helps but a lot of that's been attributed to Tom Brady but now you have kind of a holistic look at the team, what they were able to do this offseason, the celebration of Bruce Arians getting more money, Jason Light getting an extension. So we kind of see the ship tar- starting to turn that the Buccaneers are getting a little bit more national respect and attention. And Bill went ahead and broke down what went right and what went wrong for every team that he ranked, including the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going to read off what he wrote about what went right. And he wrote, quote, the Super Bowl champions managed to bring back just about everybody from last season's team. 31 Bucks players lined up for at least 200 snaps on offense or defense a year ago. Owing to some creative cap work and a Tom Brady extension, all 31 of those players are back. The most conspicuous departure from the 2020 team might realistically be swing tackle Joe Haig. Tampa didn't add much outside of former Bengals third down back Gio Bernard, but this is about as much continuity for an NFL team as you can imagine from year to year. The Bucks also managed to keep defense coordinator Todd Bowles on staff after the former Jets coach flummox patrick mahomes in the super bowl end quote and james before you react to that and get into what went wrong according to bill again the emphasis like tom brady is mentioned but the emphasis of the post or of the of the paragraph is what the entirety of the team was able to do what the front office was able to do and all of the players versus just brady and i don't know maybe i'm making too much of it but it stuck out to me as a more holistic like i said look at the tampa bay buccaneers as a whole versus just the, the face of the franchise, Tom Brady. Yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. And and it it says a lot when, when he mentions that the most conspicuous departure would be Joe Haig, who to everybody else was like, oh, you're going to let Joe Haig walk? Okay. You know, we get it. He did not play well in his opportunity to start because of injuries. So, yeah, I, I do like the way he broke this down. It wasn't all about Tom Brady and – uh, Antonio Brown and Rob Gronkowski. It was about the team as a whole. 31 players took took uh, at least 200 snaps on offense or defense, and all 31 of those players are back. Um, as far as what went wrong, Bill Barnwell said, quote, what went wrong? Everyone got a year older, question mark. 
It's really tough to find much that went wrong for Tampa this offseason. Its main competitors in the NFC got worse as the Saints were forced to shed talent and the Packers might have started a blood feud with Aaron Rodgers. You could quibble with using a second-round pick on quarterback Kyle Trask as opposed to using that pick to try and add more depth up front, but Tampa used its third-round pick on Robert Hainsey instead, end quote. So, yeah, I mean, obviously we've talked numerous times about people that were upset about the the selection of Kyle Trask, but you did still get that depth up front in Hainsey, and you got it at a lot of different positions by drafting Hainsey. So, and, and from all accounts, Kyle Trask has looked fantastic in rookie minicamp. Uh, Bruce Arians is thrilled with his progress through uh, you know, mandatory minicamp. So, yeah, it, it really is. If you're talking about what went wrong for the Buccaneers in the offseason, you are really, really splitting hairs and really just trying to find something to complain about. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it says a lot that after, you know, trying to trying to kind of like jokingly saying everybody got a year older is what went wrong for the team as if, you know, there's there's an opportunity to, to pause time. Really, the, the, the main majority of that paragraph is actually about how the Saints and Packers have gotten worse since we last saw them. Of course, the retirement of Drew Brees and some other things happening in New Orleans and, and who knows what the quarterback situation is going to look like there and how that's going to impact the rest of the team. Alvin Kamara, who is, is a name that will come up again later in today's episode, is, is probably going to get a lot of yards, probably going to get a lot of production just because that's what Alvin Kamara does. But at the end of the day, everybody knows that you need more than a running back in this league to win games as important as the running back can be for your offense. And right now the New Orleans Saints, it doesn't look like they have much more than that running back. Again, the game will, will decide itself, and that's why the games are played on the field, not on paper. But if Kyle Trask is the worst thing that happened to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this offseason, then I think you've got it pretty stinking good. And, I mean, if, if Aaron Rodgers, I don't know if he's going to get traded. I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, you know, I don't want to put any any ideologies out there about whether I think Aaron Rodgers would hold out long enough to where he's just not playing in the season like would he would he miss the first month of the season to get his point across to green bay and, and force him uh force himself out of there i don't know that i think he would do that you know what i mean so there's there's still a lot of time really to determine what's going to happen with aaron Rodgers and the green bay packers him not showing up uh to mini camp is is really not the biggest uh the the worst thing to, to happen for this franchise so not a huge deal there but again just there's the fact that the saints have obviously taken a step down and then the, the green bay packers i mean if they trade Aaron Rodgers, you're looking at a top 12 pick next year for the Green Bay Packers, which means the team that the Buccaneers just faced in the NFC Championship game is now probably not even looking at playoff football. I mean, am, am I wrong on that? Oh, no, not at all. So, yeah, when you talk about what went wrong this offseason, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had a whole lot of things go right. And and like like Bill wrote there, really, you know, splitting hairs, like you said, quibbling, whatever. You're just, you're just looking for something to complain about if Kyle Trask is your glowing beacon of, of negative for the Buccaneers offseason. David, I got a question for you. What's that? Do you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? I do. Um, You know why? Because they're like me, and they don't know what they're doing in daily fantasy sports. The game is rigged against you. You You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention the experts. They have more tools, more time. Basically, you're just offering your money away. Well... Now we have a solution to that. Introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. 
Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name the stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time, and nobody else does that. David, the very first time that I did a DFS lineup, I won $800, okay? I did it during a World Series game in 2018 between the Red Sox and the Dodgers. Since I And I was like, man, this was awesome. I'm going to do this all the time. I have since lost that $800 and even more doing DFS lineups because they, they sucked me in. I, I won on my first time, haven't been able to win again, that is not the case anymore. You are in total control. Stat Hero is DFS the way it was meant to be one-on-one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on and sign up for free right now. And you can get three times back on your first play. They are giving you a 300% match, which is unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on stathero.com slash locked on. Today's episode also brought to you by Built Bar with nine delicious flavors and the occasional limited time flavor. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely fav- they're definitely passionate about their favorite flavors. If you don't know them all, uh, I don't know what you're waiting for, but they're all coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, my favorite, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There's something for everyone. If you don't know what your favorite flavor is, you can order a mix box, get two of all of the nine flavors, and then you'll be able to figure out which one is your favorite because not only are Built Bars great tasting, they're healthy as well, so you can indulge in all of them as many times as you want throughout the day. I have one just about every day. My wife has one just about every day as well. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs, yet they still taste delicious. Order today and get raspberry, mint, brownie, whatever you want to get that mix box. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Segment two here, wrapping up the week of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And James, we're going to kick off this segment with a listener voicemail. Hey, guys, this is Mad Dog from St. Petersburg, Florida. Just a quick question. Wanted to get your thoughts. With the recent extensions to BA, um, what do you think the secession plan is? I'm really worried about uh, after this season losing uh, – our coordinators to another team, you know, maybe they promised Bowles that he's the head coach in waiting. Um, maybe that's part of make them the highest paid coordinators in the NFL. And with a promise that one will be the uh, head coach and the other, the assistant head coach. Um, I don't know. I'm just, the staff is so good and, we're we're doing such a great job. I'm just wondering what your thoughts are. Thanks. Go Bob. All right, Mad Dog, thank you very much for the call. And David, this is something that we've talked about before, but as you and I both know, we have seen an influx in in listeners. So some of our newer listeners may not know 
our takes on this. So it, it's never a bad thing to go back and revisit. And offense coordinator Byron Leftwich has, has come out and said how much he loves working for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, how much he loves this staff. And, and I do think that the succession plan is – one of those two guys, either Leftwich or Bowles, is going to end up being the head coach when all is said and done. You'll do your interviews and, and everything like that, but we're looking at a cutter taking over for Lovey type of situation where they are going to end up promoting from within. Now, whether or not they have both of those guys to choose from is a different story because we know B.A., his contract lasts until as late as 2023, with that team option. Um, so maybe Todd or, or Byron decide, you know what? I love it here, but I may not get another opportunity like this to go coach this team in, in whatever area. And they decide to go ahead and leave for another head coaching job. I I'm not sure that would happen. They, this all seems like a very, very tight unit. And I would honestly be surprised if after this season, especially if the Buccaneers are in contention for a Super Bowl again, if if Todd and, and Byron were to leave this staff and this roster and this team um, in pursuit of something else, I think they both kind of know how good they have it in Tampa. And if both of them stick around, chances are one or the other is going to become a head coach. The other one would probably be an assistant head coach as well as their coordinator position. Um, I, I I would hate to see the band break up, but you know, there's only 32 of these jobs out there in the entire world. And so it's going to be real hard for anybody to pass up the opportunity to take one. Yeah, I mean, that, that mentality is definitely out there. And I think, you know, for, for Todd Bowles, you know, taking the head coaching job with the New York Jets, that's kind of the mentality he probably had uh, was, you know, you, you get offered a head coaching opportunity in the National Football League, you take it. Well, now he's he's had that opportunity to learn. And so I think, you know, I just I get the feeling that Todd Bowles knows that there are jobs and there are right jobs. And so I don't think Todd is just going to run at the next opportunity at a head coaching job. I, I do feel like, you know, if, if there's a really good situation out there, you know, maybe a guy, you know, look at like Andy Reid. If Andy Reid were to retire and Patrick Mahomes is still there and, and Tyreek Hill is still there, maybe the defense gets a little bit better or it's in a position that he can kind of come in and craft the defense in his own vision. Maybe he takes that job because it's a really good job. But I don't think you're you're talking about a guy who, you know, I don't know, the Houston Texans go through this year, realize – that their entire you know theory of how they're going to move their franchise forward is not working. They trade Deshaun Watson for for whatever draft capital they can get. They fire the, everybody in the front office, including the scouts, and then they decide to bring in a whole new batch. I don't know that Todd Bowles would want to go into that kind of a situation because he kind of already went into a similar type of situation in New York, and so I just I think that experience is valuable. Um, I do believe that you know an unofficial probable probably idea is for Todd Bowles to to take over for Bruce Arians uh, after his time is done and that's assuming of course that the team is still successful and it doesn't turn into kind of like a cancerous situation where it's like yeah you know maybe it's best we just turn the page completely on this era of Bucks football and go in a new direction that's always a possibility you hate to say it but it is what it is so then you look at Byron right but Byron really I mean he he he's, he takes Todd Bowles's you know advice to heart he takes Bruce Arians advice to heart and there is, I don't think there's ever going to be a time that having more exposure and more connection with Tom Brady is going to be a negative. You look at Josh McDaniels, right? He got a head coaching job, 
didn't I mean it started off well you know what I mean in Denver but didn't really end all that well goes back to New England gets another opportunity and doesn't really ghost them almost catfish them James is like I'm gonna be your head coach oh wait no I'm not um leaves guys you know like newly hired you know we went through this newly hired coordinators and everything else just kind of stranded in, in Indiana going like well what do we do now you know what I mean yet he was still talked about as as a top head coaching candidate uh, going into this year's you know uh, carousel and all that stuff. So, and that might change now that Tom's gone, and you know we'll see what he does with Mac Jones and all that stuff. But I think that the Tom Brady effect is is a gift that keeps on giving. So I don't think Byron has to be in a rush. Now again, he's younger, hasn't had the head coaching job, so I think he's more likely to do the whole take the job you're offered versus wait for the right job. But I think Todd, honestly, like unless it's an opportunity that's as good or, or maybe, you know, potentially better, which is not there now, but in the future, better than what he sees in the future in Tampa. I think he, he is more likely to be patient and wait to, to take over for BA after uh, Bruce decides to retire for good. And that James is going to take us into our final break on today's episode. And we're going to do so thanks to our friends over at rockauto.com with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models of vehicles. It's impossible for your local chain storefront to stock all the parts your car will ever need. Why go through the in, the often pointless and, and seemingly intimidating questions about your vehicle while the guy behind the counter essentially just orders you the parts that their their warehouse happens to carry? Oh, by the way, he's giving you, the independent individual who works on their car by yourself, a worse price, a higher price than he's giving the guy that comes in and orders in bulk because that guy is better business for him than you are. Why would you choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the exact same auto parts when you can just go to rockauto.com, whose prices are the same for everybody and they're reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Wrapping things up here on a Friday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko, David Harrison. Find us on Twitter at jyarko underscore bucks at dharrison82. And David, we are finishing things up on a Friday with a would you rather question. It's been a little while since we've gotten one of those. We no longer do would you rather Wednesdays, but we'll always answer would you rather questions no matter what day you send it in, right? All right. Well, this one comes from Juno. All right. And Juno says, Hi. I'm a listener from Sydney, Australia. Huh, welcome. I've been listening to the podcast since Brady joined the team and have really enjoyed the content. I wanted to try my hand at a would you rather. Would you rather win the next two Super Bowls and have three in a row, but you become the Cowboys, so much promise and always under delivering until 2050? Or... Would you rather suck for most years with high draft picks, but win the Super Bowl once a decade? So you've already won it for the 2020s. The Bucs aren't winning another one until the 30s. Basically following the formula that the Bucs have established, but instead of once every 20 years, it's once every 10. So you can win the next three, or you can win once a decade for the 20s, 30s, and 40s. So by well, you win the next two... Because you've already won one, so it'll be three in a row total. Right, yeah. right. 
So no matter what, you have the same number of Super Bowls when the year 2050 begins. So we can either get three in a row now, including the one that has already occurred, or we can get one a decade. That is a really difficult question. Yeah, it was. When I saw it come through and I read it, uh, yeah, it really, really hit us where it hurt there, buddy. Yeah, because it it sounds you know, and if you're the Cowboys, that means you're kind of you're kind of up and down. You're making the playoffs. You might win a playoff game, but you're never really a true contender. Uh, you're gonna have some years where you're you're six and ten, or or I guess like seven and ten, six and eleven, like right in there. Um, look, I'm going to answer this question very selfishly, and I'm gonna say, give me the three in a row the one that we just got, and then the next two, because I don't know where I'm going to be come the 30s and 40s. I don't know if I'll even be around. So give me the ones that are like, right now, let's you know, let's make a run here and, and really enjoy ourselves because I'm not banking on seeing anything happen in the 30s or 40s because who knows what, what can happen. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm, I'm the same way. I mean... So my first instinct to answer this question is, I don't want to do anything the way the Dallas Cowboys are doing it, so give me the other option. But <laughs> at the same time, like you said, I mean, it's it's 2021. I mean, I don't, it's it's June 10th. I don't know if I'm going to be alive for July 10th, 2021. If, if I'm not, right. this is going to be a really creepy clip for this episode. Um, so, I mean, 2030s, 2040s come. So, yeah, from a selfish standpoint, and then we look at a franchise standpoint, to be quite honest with you, uh, you're getting three championships between now and 2050 either way, right? Including the one they just won and then the next two that they would win. You're getting three championships for the franchise. So no matter what, uh, when 2050 rolls around, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have four Lombardis in their trophy case, right? However, in one scenario, you've got four Lombardis and a whole lot of really high number or, you know, first round draft picks because you've sucked a whole bunch, which is the, the second option. In the first option, though, you've got a whole bunch of, decent you know like mid-teens you know high 20s low 20s draft picks because you've been competitive and at least you've been to the postseason and all that stuff and uh, as much as you would hate to kind of guarantee that you're always going to come close but not get the actual trophy I would take sustained potential versus constant because I mean you're talking about you know 10 years of no playoffs if you go back to the way the Bucks have been doing it so I mean I would rather take the you know two or three years of no playoffs in between four or five years straight of making the playoffs versus just constant playoff droughts, I think. See, now you're going to make me reevaluate this and be like, well, you know, am I going to make my son suffer through, you know, two decades of, of garbage? Hey, you're not responsible for the actions of other people. But he's going to enjoy the next, you know, two years immensely. This is like that movie Click. It really is. Like, are you going to be the guy that pushes the button? That, yeah, that's oh, that's man. that's a tough question, man. That's a good good question to go in the weekend. I would I would actually thoroughly enjoy hearing other listeners. Like, if you have a, a take out there, I would thoroughly enjoy hearing some people call in and give their takes on this question because I think it's very interesting. It it really is because now you have me rethinking my answer. Because yeah, we are talking about you know two decades of just really bad football. If you win all three of them right now and then you have the constant chirpers on on social media and god only knows where social media will be at that point oh well you only won those because of tom brady let's get kyle trask a well no no in, listen in the, in the so place. the really bad football comes in winning one per decade so basically he's saying because that's the way the bucks have been doing it is 
Basically, I, you have like nine years of terribleness followed by a Super Bowl, and then nine years of terrible followed by a Super Bowl. Or you get two more Super Bowls, and then you get what thirty-seven years of playoffs, but no Super Bowl. Almost making the playoffs, but not making the playoffs. NFC Championship game, but you get beat. You know what I mean? So that's where I'm going. Is the I'll take 32 years of making the playoffs, being you know in the dance in the tournament, but not quite getting to the big one, versus nine straight seasons of just nothing. Oh, this is such a hard question. I my my final answer is I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But I do want to hear other people's responses because this is, Juno, this was fantastic. Please continue to, to write in or, or, or call in because this was, this, this has my wheels turning here. Australia coming in strong representing. So great question. We appreciate it. And yeah, any of you that want to chime in, uh, by all means, go ahead and do so. But something, James, even though if we don't know the answer to that question, what we do know is when the Buccaneers will play their three preseason games, that being announced, of course, with the rest of the NFL, they will host the Cincinnati Bengals. On August 14th, they will also host the Tennessee Titans on August 21st. Of course, that being preceded by some joint practices, which should be a really great time. Looking forward to that. And then they will travel to Houston to face Deshaun Watson, maybe, probably not, and the Houston Texans on August 28th. And that will be their last preseason game uh, before the regular season. It's really just around the corner if you think about it. We've only got about four weeks of absolutely nothing happening, and then it's game on. Yeah, well, and I haven't looked at all the preseason schedules, but what kind of jumped out to me at this is they're all exactly one week apart, and that is not typically how the preseason is. There's like a Thursday game, and then there's a Wednesday game, and then there's a Friday game, and it's it kind of bounces all over the place. So I was I was kind of interested to see that these are all just dead on one week apart from one another, but. Uh, yeah, and really looking forward to those uh, joint practices with the Titans when Tom Brady and Julio Jones can both bash the uh, bash the Atlanta Falcons in their downtime. With that, David, let's go ahead and get out of here. Check out everything that David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Send us your emails and voicemails to 813-444-5841 and LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com. Juno has now set the bar really, really high for would you rather questions like that that might be the the top of the top that we've ever gotten so i want to hear your answers to the question and i want to hear if you guys can come up with a better one than what you know had hope you all have an absolutely amazing weekend stay safe stay healthy wash your hands be good to each other and we thank you so much for joining us right here at locked on bucks